Welcome back to the Foul Balls podcast for May 10th, 2018. And another smaller slate to talk about. Uh, another one that's pretty tough to figure out, the pitching. Because we have expensive pitchers, but none of them are particularly great pitchers. Uh, Jay Happ is the most expensive 11000 He has been very good this year. Except he's not necessarily the quality of pitcher we usually expect from somebody who's 11000 that's usually kind of like a second-tier ace, like a Strasburg-level pitcher or something like that. And then it's also a pretty tough matchup for Hap against Seattle. So what do you think of the three pitchers that are priced over 10000 tomorrow, Matt? Yeah, I don't like any of them, but I think Hap is the most justifiable because he's the best one, and he's also the guy who's probably going to get the most strikeouts going forward. So Walker Bueller has gotten a ton of strikeouts in his first three starts, but Two of those starts were against the Marlins and the Padres, and he actually only has a swinging strike rate around 7, 7.5%. So I don't think is going to be much of a strikeout pitcher based on that number. I think at some point in his career he probably will be, but he's very expensive, and the Reds' offense should be a lot better than it's been so far this year. They had a lot of injuries, and just about everyone's healthy right now. So I don't like Bueller. I think Hap could make sense, and then Miles Michaelis, I think it's too expensive also because he's not much of a strikeout pitcher. Um, so it's one of those situations where if you have the salary for Jay Happ, I think he's fringy, but probably not a priority target. And I think it's a definite no on the other guys. Yeah, I agree with you, Bueller. The other issue also is that the Dodgers probably aren't going to let him work very deep into most games. Uh, he's thrown 89, 94, 93 pitches in his first three starts. And, Hasn't been particularly economical in any of them either. Five, five, six innings pitched in them. So it's tough to roster Bueller, 10,500. Also, the strikeout should regress. The swing strike percentage isn't very high. Uh, Mikolas also only striking out seven guys per nine innings. So even in a plus matchup against the Padres, it's hard to see him putting up a monster fantasy point game to pay off the price tag. So I, I think that where we start to see definite pitchers that we want to roster is Gat Richards at 8,900. Richards is probably one of the pitchers we've rostered the most this year, and he's had a couple of bad outings, but overall he's looked pretty good this year. Uh, bring up his numbers. Um, before uh, you go further on Richards, uh, we should mention Zach Granke because he's not showing up right now on DraftKings, but he is priced at 10200 and he was just named the starter for the game. Uh, I think they had Chris Medlin initially as the starter, but it's going to be Granke. So do you want to say anything about Granke before we dive deeper into the Richards analysis. Yeah, I totally forgot about Granke because we're looking at the, even though we talked about Granke beforehand. So it's a tough matchup for Granke. The Nationals are healthy now. They're playing a really weakened lineup on Wednesday night with Harper and Matt Adams both out. But with everybody there, it's a really good lineup. I think Granke is my favorite of the pitchers above 10,000, but that's not really saying much. So if you are in a spot where you have the extra salary, Granky would be the one who I roster for the five-figure price tag, but but I still don't love him as a play. So who do you prefer between Granky and Hap? Yeah, I think they're really close. Um, it's kind of just going to be whoever fits better. I think they both make sense to have a very small amount of exposure to. But yeah, Richards is the priority play, and I think we're going to be rostering pitchers who are cheaper than Richards also. Uh, so yeah, just continue with him. Okay, so got Richards, 8,900. Um ERA, FIP, XFIP, Sierra, everything is in the mid-threes for him, uh, kind of like the mid-to-high threes. What's nice about him from a DFS perspective, he's striking out about 12 guys per nine innings right now. He's also walking a lot of guys. So 
not a lot being put in play against against uh, Richards, and he has a lot of upside. Eighty nine hundred. The Minnesota Twins are still without Miguel Sano, so I like the spot for Richards. He's my favorite pitcher on the slate for his price. Uh, do you agree with that? Yeah, definitely. I think he's the best bet to hit value of anyone. Um, there might be some guys that have more upside for their prices, but I think Richards is, yeah, overall the best play for his price. So definitely like Richards as Richards is kind of like what I think Alex Wood was us what was to us when we recorded the podcast last night. It was like here's the one guy we like, and now here's other people that we think are okay plays, maybe some upside, but a lot of downside. With Richards definitely being the priority play, uh, so I think Jose Barrios at seventy eight hundred is okay to roster. He's had a few really poor starts in a row. It's a really tough matchup. But we've seen upside from him. So at 7,800, I think he's okay to roster. Uh, we have Caleb Smith at 7,300. He's one of the league leaders in strikeouts so far. He actually might be leading the league in strikeouts per nine innings. Uh, tough matchup for him also against Atlanta. But it is a park downgrade for the Braves playing in Miami. So with the strikeout upside of Smith, I think he's worth rostering at 7,300. Um, going cheaper than that, I, I think you can make a case for guys like Eduardo Rodriguez, who also has upside but a ton of downside in that matchup. Uh, so who do you like of these guys, and who do you want to have the most exposure to? Um, I think Caleb Smith is my next favorite pitcher after Garrett Richards. Um, the strikeouts, yeah, that that's the main reason. Like He could give up some runs to the Braves. The Braves have been the best offense in baseball this year by WRC+. They're better against lefties, uh, but I think they are going to regress a little bit. I don't think Nick Markakis is going to play like an MVP hitter the entire season, although I said that yesterday, and he hit a home run yesterday. Uh, but I think it's, it, even in a tough matchup for Smith, like he's striking out 12.6 batters per nine innings. Um, he is fly ball prone, but in Miami, that's not going to hurt him too much. Um, I, I would think on the road, he's much more of a risk to give up home runs, but in a pitcher's park, it's not too much of a concern. Um, and overall he's been good. He has a 367 ERA, 336 FIP, 354 XFIP, um, swinging strike rate is 12.4%. So maybe the K rate should come down a little bit, but he's also throwing first pitch strikes 62% of the time, uh, as opposed to someone like Garrett Richards, who is throwing first pitch strikes closer to 50, 50. Uh, so maybe Smith should actually be walking less hitters, even if he should be striking out less hitters. Um, I think the strikeout, the high strikeout, high walk profile of Richards is more sustainable for him than it is for Caleb Smith. Um, but either way, I think 7,300 is too cheap for any pitcher at home in a pitcher's park with this much upside. And while there's downside, I think he's the one I would want to have the most of after Garrett Richards. Um, so Smith number two, I think Barrios is fine. He probably is my third favorite, even in a hard matchup, because he's just underpriced. Um, and I think Rodriguez is okay. I don't know. Yeah, there, there aren't too many pitchers I like here, but I think those three, Richards, Smith, and Barrios, and then maybe some of the expensive guys happen great key. I think that's the way to go. Yeah, I think the other thing that's also worth mentioning once we get into the offenses in a second is you don't really need with – Chris Tillman's pitching on the slate. We're not going to need a ton of savings on offense because he's pitching against the Royals, who are fairly cheap. So, like like Herman Marquez, I could see upside for him against the Brewers, but the way that we're going to be going about building lineups, it's hard to see where it makes sense to roster Marquez because we're going to like cheap hitters. So, moving into the offense, Chris Tillman's pitching again. It's so ridiculous to me that he's still a starting pitcher in the major leagues. Um, 
I don't have his full numbers in front of me, but well, he's averaging zero point four fantasy points per start. I, I, I was thinking about that too. It's really funny to look at. He's he's literally averaging zero fantasy points per start. He has scored negative fantasy points in three of his six starts this year. He has another one where he scored point eight. That's one of his better starts of the year. He scored point eight fantasy points. So there's so much upside for the Royals. I just don't think that Tillman's capable of getting on major league hitters. He gives up a lot of home runs. So the Royals not a great offense. I just don't think it matters all that much. So they're by far the best play to me on the slate for offense. And there's so much safety in targeting Chris Tillman. He had one decent start this year against the Tigers. And he's he's gotten destroyed in every other outing. He's given up at least four runs in every other start. So Royals number one offense for me. And I don't really think there's too much debate about it. Maybe you could say one of the course teams is higher expected out, but the Royals are certainly the best value and the best team in the target. Do you agree with that? Yeah, well, the, uh, sort of. The team I think should score the most runs is still the Rockies at home against Julius Chassin because it is a course game, and Chassin is pretty bad. Uh, not nearly Chris Tillman level bad, but it, it's a game at Coors Field. Um, so I think the Rockies should score the most runs, but they're also a lot more expensive. In terms of value, it's probably pretty close for me between the Royals and the Brewers. Um, so the Brewers are facing the best quality pitcher of these three teams in Herman Marquez, but again, it's at Coors Field. Um, and the Brewers are only marginally more expensive than the Royals are. Um, so I would say it's very close between these two. I would likely probably just side with Kansas City. Um, part of it is that the Rockies have a better bullpen than the Orioles do, so there's more of a chance for uh, seeing worse quality of relievers as the game progresses. Um, I think the Vegas lines might just be overrating Chris Tillman, too, because that just, I mean, I don't think anyone can adequately calculate how bad Chris Tillman is at this point. It's it's really hard. Like, he, he may just be more likely to give up runs via home runs, too, because he's very homer prone, um, doesn't hold runners on. I mean, everything works against him. He's bad at every facet of pitching. So I guess I lean Royals over Brewers, but I still think the Rockies should score the most runs, uh, and those are definitely the three strongest offenses. Yeah, Chris Tillman, uh, 4.62 walks per nine innings. That is impossibly low. A four, 4.97 uh, walks per nine. He's walking more guys than he's striking out. Uh, doesn't generate ground balls. Gives up uh, a lot of 15.2% uh, home run to fly ball rate. He's the worst pitcher in baseball. He's absolutely awful. I, I, I really like the Royals. And I think, I think you could justify the Royals as an all-in play where you have at least some Royals in every single lineup. And even if you go with a five-man Royal stack with, like, Richards and Smith as your pitchers, then you could put in plugs from the Coors game. So I think that's the best way to go for this slate. Uh, is there any other offense or anything else you want to bring up? Um, I'm sort of thinking of the Reds as a contrarian stack against Walker Bueller if he's going to be really chalky, but I'm not sure enough on his ownership that that's really worth doing. Um, just the pricing there is is low enough, and I think there's enough upside if it were a contrarian play, like for leverage, if people are going to roster Bueller, he's coming off six no-hit innings, and he's been really good in three starts. Um, so if there's a contrarian team I like, it's the Reds. But aside from that, I don't really think there are too many offenses to look at. Um, Yankees is plugs. We mentioned that before we started. And I think the Orioles have upside against Ian Kennedy. Uh, the wind is also expected to be blowing out to right field in that game. And the Orioles are really cheap. Manny Machado's 4,900. Everyone else is below 4,000. So if there are two other offenses I would maybe be interested in, it's the Orioles and the Reds, but that's pretty much it. All right, so that is going to finish today's podcast. Follow me on Twitter at GEarenbergDFS. 
Matt's Twitter handle is at Preaching Sense. I'm not sure if we're going to have time to record a podcast tomorrow because I am going away for my cousin's wedding this weekend. Uh, but if we don't record one at the latest, we'll be back on Tuesday, which is when I will 